And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, it's part two of the Bing Crosby show starring Bing Crosby and special guests Rosemary Clooney and Joe Venuti from 1952. Then it's the post-war docudrama Now Hear This starring Larry Haynes from 1951. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi, Carl. I guess you're here with me always, unless you're not here with me. That's true. Then you're not always right. with me. No, I'm not always so with you. So we just wanted to clear that up for those wondering. I can't always be with you. So what's happening in Hollywood? Well, we have the first official trailer for Whitney Houston documentary. Hmm. It's called Whitney, which is an apropos name. Right. It was just released this week, and her movie will hit U.S. theaters July 6th. Wow. Is it like uh, a Compilation of all of her television appearances and movie appearances. It's and it's it's everything. It's really an intimate look at her life. It will be her someone's memories. narrating um, it. I'm guessing we're going to see never before archival footage. We're going to see some of her demo recordings, some of her rare performances, audio archives, some of her original interviews with her family and her yeah. friends. And her family and friends will be a part of this documentary. They're going to discuss her romance with Bobby Brown and her relationship with her mom, and of course her drug abuse. She died very, very young at the yeah. age of 40. Remember the movie My Bodyguard with her and Kevin Costner? Of course. She sang that song. It just blew me away. I was in the theater. Remember that one song? Of course. Uh, whichever one I it was. I will always love you. Yeah. Um, gosh, she, thank she you. Was, you will? Oh, gosh, Lisa. Yes, I I'm will. So you, you saw that be. film? Oh, I yeah. did. Oh. Yeah, it's a romantic film, and I saw <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, all you had to do was wait for her to sing, and that makes the Well, whole here's movie. the thing. But, you know, I had to see a romantic film once, at least, to know I don't like romantic films. Right. But I actually did like that film. She is, was very special. Yeah. And so this documentary, hopefully, will be a tribute to very her. Very cool. Well, thanks, Lisa sure. Wolf. All right, well, last time we began listening to the Bing Crosby Show, his special guests, Rosemary Clooney and Joe Venuti. Sort of a Christmas show with Joe Venuti playing April in Paris. Ken Carpenter does the announcing on this, and he was really good with his tool belt. He was quite the carpenter, that Ken Carpenter. I don't get it. He would build you whatever you want, fix a leaky roof, whatever. With his tool belt. Yeah, whatever you... Still. Yeah, no... All right, well, it's time now for the conclusion. Here's the Bing Crosby Show. Bing boy, mm. uh, bounce me a definition. Bounce me a definition, huh? What evokes this flippancy, Clyde? Oh, come on, Bing. Define the word liberator. Liberator, one who sets free, one who releases from bondage. Exactly. And that's just what General Electric's great two-oven range does for women. Imagine two wonderful ovens in one wonderful range. 
Well, that dream you're imagining is called Liberator. General Electric's Liberator Range. Uh, I can see the glowing faces at the snack bar when I impart this spellbinding information to the hangers-on there. There's some more to tell the boys, There's Bing. Yes, what you these two ovens are separately controlled, eh? Sure. Well, Broil or bake in either at the same time. And... An automatic deep well fryer. Well, what a devilishly clever idea. And besides being... Lighted push-button controls. Well, merciful saver, said Mrs. Davis. And that glistening beauty. You think the boys the sack bar will go for this liberator range, Bing? Oh, the boys will be out of there and streaking to their GE dealers long ere I've finished, Ken. Especially when I mention that low price. Only about $5.50 a week after a small down payment. Folks, an auspicious moment has arrived musically because we now present our violin virtuoso. A fellow whose fine fiddling has long evoked kudos, accolades, and encomiums. He's currently at Lindy's Restaurant on Wilshire Boulevard. Mr. Giuseppe Venuti. the place? <laughs> yeah, this is the place, Joe. What is your selection for this evening? Well, uh, it's getting pretty close to Christmas, so I thought I'd play, uh, play April in Paris. <laughs> April in Paris at Christmas? Uh, if it were June, I could play White Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> never get hurt either. But right now, we'll settle for April in Paris if you're, if you're really intent on it. Move right in here, Joe. Here's the ballad from Paramount's Technicolor picture, The Road to Ballet. Quite a nice thing, too. It's composed by Burke and Van Heusen. I think you'll like it. 
Buddy Cole's adroit touch will be detected by the musically discerning at the piano. Before you can say I like you, you gotta know people a while. Watch their little tricks, listen to their talk, see the way they walk and how they smile. That's a rule that's tried and true, a rule that you're the one exception to. To see you is to love you, and I see you everywhere in the sunrise, in the moon glow. Any place I look, you're there. To see you is to want you, and I see you all the time on a sidewalk, in a doorway, on the lonely stairs I climb. Someday, let me show you how happy endings start. You'll find how well I know you, 'cause to know you at all is to know you by heart. To see. And you're never out of sight, and I love you, and I'll see you in the same old dream Now my thanks to Rosemary Clooney, mi compadre di tango, and to Joe Venuti also for joining up with us this evening. Hope to see you the same time, the same place next week when our guests will be Miss Ella Fitzgerald and again Mr. Venuti. Thank you and good night.
The Bing Crosby Show, presented by General Electric, was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guests, Miss Ella Fitzgerald and Mr. Joe Venuti. And that's the Bing Crosby Show, December 11th, 1952. Bing Crosby and his special guests, Rosemary Clooney and Joe Venuti, sponsored by General Electric, as heard on CBS, Ken Carpenter announcing. Hope you enjoyed that. In just a few minutes, we'll tune into the post-war docudrama, Now Hear This, but first, these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. And we, uh, we're here every single week. And if you miss any of our program, just go to Hollywood360radio.com. We have a full podcast there that Mike Costello works very hard on, puts it up there. I don't know where this guy finds all the time and during a week to do all the things we give him to do. I don't Somehow either. he does it. I think he sleeps one hour every six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the only way. I think he has some little elves that Yeah, he does. <laughs> little, his little elves there in the North Pole. All right, so uh, we're going to tune in to Now Hear This. We've never had one of these on the air yet. First time. This was a docudrama, came to NBC Radio in 1951. Now, these were stories about U.S. Navy adventures, and it was sponsored by recruiting for the U.S. Navy. Now, most stories were set in World War II, told from the point of view of the enlisted working sailor, how the battles were won and history made by the exploits of brave naval officers. These stories were told through the eyes of a rugged old chief bosun's mate who has seen it all in his 30 years at sea. Larry Haynes was the narrator, and New York's finest actors handled the supporting roles. We have an episode for you now from October 28, 1951. This is called No More Tomorrow. Larry Haynes now in part one of Now Hear This. Now hear this. Now hear this. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, presents Now Hear This, dramatic stories based on the personal experiences of those gallant men and women who embody the great traditions of a great service, the United States Navy. Now hear this. Sweep his mania brooms. Clean sweep down fore and aft. They tell me that history books are being written about the Second World War. And they tell me that kids are learning names and dates and places. Names like Patton and Halsey. Dates like September 1st and December 7th. Places like Salerno and Okinawa. Now, I haven't seen any of these books, but it's a pretty good bet that you won't find the name of Willie Slade or Jimmy Farrell. Who were they? Oh, just a couple of sailors goofing it off in a radio shack on Guadalcanal around the end of 42. And then... There's Big Johnny Revere and a sailor named Danny. But what I'm getting at is this. A lot of history is written by guys you never heard of. So today I'm going to give a history lesson. I will start in a radio shack on Guadal when the Imperial Japanese Army held one half the island and we held the other. He found his way in, let him find his way out. You think maybe that's our secret weapon, Willie? Looks more like a spy. What are you doing? I'm listening. 
Been listening for two days. Hear anything? Nothing. Some show was supposed to start broadcasting, I'm supposed to listen. Don't seem to me that you're helping the war effort. Look, Willie, if I start arguing with the lieutenant, he's liable to think I'm unhappy. If he thinks I'm unhappy, some other sailor starts listening. And I'm going to get sent where they use real bullets. Then I'm really unhappy. Makes sense. Hey, here comes the chief and that cruiser that took a pacing from a dive bomber. What you guys need is an air conditioning unit. What we need is a six months liberty. Anything on that box of yours, Salem? Not even static. I've been assigned to this shack. Hmm? Make yourself at home, Boats. How long do you think it's going to be, Boats? I've been sitting for two days. My keys are sore. All these things are always a gamble. Pay off big if you hit, but the odds are against you. What's your name, Boats? Scott, two T's? You kidding? No. Someday, Boats, you'll be able to be famous. No, thanks. I'd rather be around to read about the famous guy. You see, I'm writing a book about the war novel. Oh, you too? What do you mean? Everybody's writing a book. That's what I keep telling them. It's hot. Real hot. Bet it's 100 degrees in here. 102. It's going to be a big book. Going to cover everything. Any place I can get something cold to drink? Down a street. Some street, they name it. Broadway. All the passions, all the emotions, everything. Hey, Willie. Yeah? What's the name of this great American novel? Promise you won't steal us? I promise. Every island has a street named Broadway. Manhattan's an island. Wish I was back home. This'll knock you out. I get this. Not even Jimmy sighted. He's my best pal. I can hardly wait. I'm going to call it. Get this. War and Peace. Good, huh? Great. PG. See, wise guy, I'll see you laughing. It's good enough for Tolstoy, it's good enough for you. Not very exciting for a history lesson, huh? But then I've been in some of this history, and it always starts a little slow. But like I said, it was the latter part of 42, and the bell had rung for the second round. And this time we heard the bell. Our footwork was a little faster. We were starting to throw a few punches of our own. Not too many. But at least we were on our feet. We managed to put a few planes in the air, a few PTs bucking the waves. And a few submarines for guys who did it the hard way. I'll see that we get through the destroyer screen, but just so that there isn't any mix-up, supposing we go over this map once more, Mr. Revere. Right, Harry. Anything you say, Captain? You'd better get in on this too, sailor. Yes, sir. You two have sure picked out a honey of an assignment. Now, I'm here, about 11 miles off the island, and you want me to come in here. That's right, sir. You see, there's a cove, no reef to worry about. Good. Two of my boys are going to row you in. I'd like them back. The cove is protected. I wasn't thinking about the weather. This island's a Jap base, a strong base. I've seen recon pictures. Well, I know the island, and Denny's one of your Navy's best radio men. We'll make a good team. He's been telling me all about the island. Oh, I'll tell you, words don't do it justice, Captain. You have to see it to really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. You don't catch me walking onto a Jap island with nothing but a radio. Oh, we're taking sidearms and a couple of Garands and plenty of ammunition. Kid, you ever... He, um, volunteered. Hmm. Well, uh, there's anything you want, just ask. Thank you, Captain. And if there's anything we need... Yes, when we get to the island, we'll, uh, liberate it. You know, it's a funny thing about guys in the armed forces. A Marine looks at a guy in a PT boat and wonders. A PT boat guy looks at a pilot and speaks a little lower. A pilot talks in hushed tones about the men in a submarine. And the sub guys, well, they stand to salute those men who got the name of Coast Watchers. The men who slipped ashore at night. Slipped ashore behind the enemy lines and hoped they could get at least one message through before they were caught. 
You all set up, Denny? Well, we can start sending whenever you say, Mr. Revere. <laughs> Denny, we are smack dab in the center of the Japanese Empire. Don't you think you'd call me Johnny? Yes, sir. It feels good to be back. Did you really live on this island? I used to trade all the islands. It was a wonderful life. Quiet, peaceful, happy. It was a happy life, Danny. Yeah, like pictures in the National Geographic, only... Well, how close are the Japs? Ooh, near a century. It's about half a mile away. Nothing to worry about. I don't suppose I could smoke, huh? I wouldn't suggest it. You know, Danny, I've got a lot of friends on these islands. I hope you get to meet them. They have a certain way of life. It's a way to be envied. Listen, I don't like to butt into your business, but you're a civilian. You aren't even in the army. How come you volunteered? I got homesick. That's the first portion of Now Hear This. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Let's get back to Now Hear This. It was the waiting that was toughest for us on Guadal. We couldn't be sure. Did he make it? Did he get to the hills, to a cave? There was nothing we could do but sit and wait and wonder if the voice would ever come. If it could come. Always the thought that the voice couldn't reach us because... None of us would say it. But all of us thought it. Lived with it. You can always tell when a battle's gonna start. Not always. Always. The jungle gets hot and bothered, and then it gets quiet. It gets quiet like it's dead. I talked to a Marine sergeant this morning. Yeah, I saw a couple of Marines. They look like ghosts. Nervous ghosts. He says it looks like a long war, and so I'll write a long book. This may be it. Keep it down. I didn't say anything. Good morning, Adars. This is your advance, man. Sounds like he's fronting for a circus. Uh, first of all, a word about the weather. The sky is uh, quite clear, except for a few of those fluffy clouds. Uh, pardon me, just a minute. As my friend tells me, they are cumulus. Overhead, there are 16 Zeeks, about 40 Betsy's. Now, you better make that 50 Betsy's. Americans do make up some strange names. There's nothing floating down your way that we can see. The only action seems to be the planes heading for the Solomons. So, go get them. Good luck. We'll be talking to you soon again. Cheerio. Cheerio, we said. Cheerio. Okay, well, he hop in that jeep and get this off to the flight officer. Just like in the movies. Cheerio. While he made it. Imagine what that man can do for us. No matter what comes down the slot, we'll know about it and be ready. Well, now, every move they make. He must be north of here, maybe Munda. No, no, no. He must be on Luzon. I'd be too far away to do any good. Now, he's got his eye on the slot. Oh, it's going to be just like a duck shoot. I wonder. Oh, sure. Our guys will get above him and drop down and... Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, what I was wondering was... Who his friend is? The first week we got five messages. And then for three days, nothing. During that first week we knew every plane and every ship that came our way. We made good use of the news. 
We knocked down more planes and mosquitoes, and then the messages stopped. All we could do was wait and pray. And the prayer was answered. Sorry that we haven't been on the air the past few days, but uh, we've had to change our positions. Seems the Japs know we're about. However, as they say in the Navy, we're secure again. I shall broadcast as soon as something stirs. Uh, cheerio. Yeah, that does it, Danny. Mm-hmm. Gee, it's pretty. Hmm. It's the moon. Makes the whole island sparkle. I... I gotta remember this. You got a girl, Danny? Well, uh, yes and no. Uh, oh, sounds like you've got a little competition. No, eh? only her mother. Oh. You see, uh, I was driving a bus for Continental Trailways before the war, and I... Stopped in Phoenix, and some passengers got on. And there were two girls. Uh, she went to New Orleans. That's where I finished my run, and... Before you knew it, we were spending all our time together. She, uh... She went to college in New Orleans. And, uh... Her mother objected. Gloria came from Boston. They're an old American family. And I'm a quarter Indian. And her mother found out, and, uh... She didn't like it. Ooh. Was there anything else she didn't like about you? She never met me. Shame that the only future for a child is to become an adult. Why do we rock our cradles with prejudice? Why do we... Shh, shh, quiet. I don't hear anything. I heard a twig snap. And it isn't that friend of yours, Cedric. Listen, how did he get the name of Cedric? I gave it to him. Walks through this jungle like he's a part of it. He is. He's at midnight, six foot five, and he walks like a panther. Yeah. I've waited a long time. Long time for this. Hey, Loda. Johnny, where are you? Where? Here, here. Oh, Johnny, it's been so long. Every night I listened... But the wind was still. Let me look at you. I tried to come to you before, but Cedric said no. Only my heart could be with you. The Japanese, they have a million eyes. Oh, no. No, this is my friend, Danny. I do. It's nice to see you. Johnny, I don't get it. What's going on? Later, Danny. Cedric said to tell you that the Japanese are going to send troops tomorrow. Johnny, this running in front of the hurricane, when will it end? Someday, Laura, someday. I think it is as hopeless as the sun catching the moon. Can you get a count on the Japs? How many, Laura? Cedric will tell you tomorrow. I want to stay by your side. No, no, Shelley. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. How many more tomorrows do we have, Johnny? So many people will suffer if you stay, Loda. You must leave now, but... Be careful. I will still be near you. Au revoir, Johnny. Au revoir. She... She's a pretty kid. She's beautiful. She outshines the island itself. She looked like a picture coming out of that moonlight. 
That coral skin, black hair. When it comes to look, she's got that Cedric beat a mile. Cedric is a brother. Huh? But he's... And Elota is my wife. Now understand, I'm no authority on the strategy of war. I don't know what bonehead play Napoleon made at Waterloo or why Field Marshal Rommel got kicked out of Africa. Now, what I do know is this. War, well, war is being hot, cold, or wet. War is eating out of tin cans, sleeping with one eye open and waiting. Yeah, mostly, war is waiting. Crouched in an LCP, waiting to hit the beach. Cramped in a foxhole, waiting for the scream of a mortar. Bent over a dial with a thin streak of light sweeping around, waiting for the blip of a submarine. Yet, mostly war is waiting. Sitting in a shack, playing solitaire with 51 cards. Sitting in a shack, listening to a radio that hasn't opened up in almost a week. Just waiting. Not once. Not one message in six days. What's the use, Boats? Your orders are to sit. So I'm sitting. Said he had to move. Maybe they got him. Nah, he's too smart for it. Nah, you're whistling a graveyard. Can't you think of a better way to put things? Sorry. Look at this pencil. How am I going to write with this? Maybe he decided to pull out. Maybe he's heading for another island. He's still whistling. I wonder who he is. What difference does it make? Makes a difference to me. You know, he sounds like an Englishman. Probably one of those guys carries a riding crop, went to a private school. Ah, you see too many movies. Yeah, he sounds kind of young. I got a picture of him in my mind. Thin, little guy. Red hair. Blonde. I see red hair. Thin, maybe, but wiry and blonde hair. Red. And a wife and a couple of kids, two boys. Married guy wouldn't put himself in a trap like that. Why not? Why not? He just wouldn't. You married? No. Me neither. Red hair. Blonde. Sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? Arguing about the color of a guy's hair. Well, you can go a little crazy waiting for a voice to come out of nowhere and... The voice of a guy who has about as short a future as a guy can have. What do you think, Johnny? Oh, I believe that we've outsmarted them for a while. However, they've picked up our radio signal and they're looking for us. They won't stop. How much of a chance have we got? Give it to me straight. Chance for what? Uh-huh. I see what you mean. Wait a minute. It's Maybe I can answer your question now. Johnny. In the cave. Cedric said that you had to move again. I could not find you last night. Johnny, I ran through the jungle. I cried. I could feel them hurt you. Note. Note. You're trembling. They will find you, Johnny. They will kill you. Why do you do this? For you? I do not want it. Please, Johnny. You are perfectly safe, Cherie. This is our home. It's our island. It is theirs now. You do not know what they are like. You do not know what they can do. I have seen. We can take care of ourselves, ma'am. Why, this is no more dangerous than crossing Times Square with your eyes closed. Hey, Loda, we've, we've got to think of others. What about all the shipping in the harbor? I do not know. Cedric thinks that there will be a big battle... The little boats are empty. What? The LCPs are empty? Well, something big is in the wind. What else? Big ships. Bigger than the hill of the lost ones. Yeah, we saw those capital ships. I will be back, Johnny. 
They ask so many questions. They have killed so many. We'd better send out another report, huh? Be careful. Prepare to leave. Tomorrow may be too late. Johnny, what if there is no more tomorrows? Well, then, someday, somehow, we'll, we'll find yesterday. And still we waited for more messages. Our coast watcher was a god to the men who flew the planes and the men who rode those PT boats. To us, well, he lived with us, sat with us, ate with us, walked with us. He and his friend. This friend who was even more of a mystery than he was. Again, Boats, he's still alive. I must be a cat. Regular cat. Quiet. Good morning, Americans. Now, listen carefully. There's something big in the air. Never before have I seen so many vessels. We'll, we'll report tomorrow and give you the final word. I'm forced to sign off now. Cheerio. What guts? Yeah. He must be a civilian. Service guy had signed off over and out. Not cheerio. Nights must be brutal. Sitting there waiting for a twig to snap, waiting for a voice to start screaming. Cut it out. I'd give a year's pay to meet that guy, a year's pay. He'd get away. Well, but he could write some book. He doesn't have to write one. He's living one. You know, of course, Danny, that we should leave tonight. In fact, now. Yeah, I know. Might be our last chance. Johnny, we got to let them know where those ships are heading. This is too big to let get away. You've got a lot of courage, Danny. Must be my Indian blood. It's only the pigment that's different, Danny. Everyone bleeds the same. I was orphaned when I was eight. I'd never seen an Indian. Eduardo's coming. Golly, you got ears like a cat. The South Seas, you can hear with your heart. I once read a book about a painter named Gauguin. You two would have gotten along swell. Johnny. Hey, Lord. It'll be dawn soon. I hope it's a quiet dawn. I'd like to see one more quiet dawn. It will be a quiet dawn. But the day, the day, even the trees are gathering strength to fight the wild wind. You can only stay for a moment. You shouldn't have come. I didn't want you to return. The panther is ready to spring. The ships are leaving. The air is filled with their screams. Flotilla's getting up steam, Danny. Which way, Elota? Past Eagle Rock, out to the horizon. Past Eagle Rock, that'd be course 205. Planes are starting to head out. I can feel them. They are all around us, Johnny. It is too late. Too late for so many. Cedric is dead. What? But only last night. Huh? Well, there's nothing to say. Nothing. Cedric was not afraid of death. Neither am I. I have come to die with you, Johnny. You don't have to die, Loda. There's too much life for you to live. I'll do what they say. Someday they'll be driven out. That is no reason to live. Talk to me, Johnny. Talk to me of tomorrow. Tomorrow, Loda? Of all the tomorrows. No, no, Sherry. Think about the yesterdays we've had. Think about the... the laughter and the warmth of the evenings. We will die, Johnny, as we have lived. It was meant to be. Put your ear to the ground, Johnny. 
You can hear their feet. Danny, get the binoculars, walk to the rock and get one last look. Listen, have you blown your... Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Smile for me, Elod. Not alive, Johnny. Do not let them take us alive. There's always a chance, Elodie. This is our island. It'll shelter us. I can feel them closing in, Johnny. Where is... Oh, tomorrow? Come to me, Elod. Come to me. And... Dream about tomorrow. Just a couple of lives. When men were being moved in millions. These were the trying days in the Pacific. These were the days of decision. Of the future. A show of muscles was called for in clenched fists. There could be no wrong guess. You could feel the tenseness all over the islands of the Pacific, on flagships at Supreme Headquarters, and in lousy little shacks on lousy little islands. He promised us something big, Boats. He never went back on a promise, never. The Japs are looking for him. He's too smart for him. He's too smart. He must have an army going over that island. Oh, you'd go nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, everybody's alerted. Whatever is happening, we'll know about it anyway. Hope we don't hear from him. I hope he's scrammed. He'll stay. Guys like him don't tie tail. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? He waited, boss. He waited. Americans, I only have time for a few words. How close they must be. The eh? Japanese fleet has sailed. Course 205. That's 205. They seem to be headed for the Coral Sea. However, this might be just a feint, so I suggest keeping an eye on the Solomons. This might be their last show of strength in your district. I hope so. Why doesn't he scram? Where's he going to run? Very sensible thing you said. And uh, I'm afraid that this is goodbye. Willie, get this message off and get back for more. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. And before leaving, I'd, I'd like to thank some of my friends on the island. Cedric. Dear Cedric. My comrade Denny. Ed and and many, many others. Here's that Denny again. Sounds like a kid. Uh, what ho, the enemy is at our doorstep, allies, so good luck. God be with you. Come on, Danny. I might as well make a try for it. Take my hand alone, though, which will lead to the moment. That's it, Bots. Yeah, I guess so. He was a great guy. Now you can't be sure he might have made it. You're whistling again. You can't count a guy like that out. You just can't. How about it? Anything else? Nothing. What do you think I found out? What do you think? Don't talk about your book, Willie. Please don't talk about it. I met a guy on a sub to come in for supplies. Just to shake his hand. Yolota. Pretty name. They dropped a guy off. His name was Johnny Revere, an Australian. What did you say? Where is he? The, this sub guy. Now we got to talk to him, understand? He met him, Boats. Actually talked to him. Big Johnny Revere. He can tell us what he looked like, what kind of a guy he was. Probably knows this Danny. What it felt like to shake his hand. Whether he was thin, smoked a pipe, had red hair. Blonde hair. Red. Blonde. He had red hair. But it really didn't make much difference. Well, we asked a lot of questions and found out as much as we could. We checked with the skipper of the sub, and he filled in. And then we checked with the guy who rode the boat to the beach. He told us about the smile, and the way he blinked when he wanted to focus on something far away. 
Some guys remembered some things and there were plenty of arguments, but they all agreed on one thing. He had guts. Well, the war moved fast after that. Guys got shuffled around, moved from one theater to another. I came across Willie on a gun crew on the Boise. And uh, Jimmy got his feet wet at Ewo. And big Johnny Revere and his friend. Well, I'm still looking. Still asking questions. Still trying to find out if he made it. I think he did. All hands secure until this same time next week. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, has brought you another in the series of dramatic incidents based on the experiences of the men and women in the United States Navy. In today's story, Boats was Larry Haynes, and the cast included Jackson Beck, Ian Martin, Jack Grimes, Billy Redfield, and Inga Adams. The program was written and directed by David Harmon and produced by Chick Vincent and Cy Levine. Tune in again next week at the same time when the National Broadcasting Company will once again present... Next, listen for the tales of the Texas Rangers on NBC. And that's Now Hear This, October 28th, 1951, with No More Tomorrow, narrated by Larry Haynes, also in the cast, Jackson Beck, Ian Martin, Jack Rimes, and William Redfield with Inga Adams, sponsored by Navy Recruiting, as heard on NBC. See what I'm holding here, Mike and uh, Lisa? See oh, that? Remind. The Remind magazine for May. This is all about the wild, wild west. If you're a Western fan, you'll love this issue because it's all about the great television shows that were on the small screen back in the 1940s and 50s. Bonanza and, of course, Have Gun, Will Travel, Roy Rogers, all the great shows. Gene Autry, Hopalong, Cassidy, you name it. They're all in here. And look who's on the cover of the magazine. Right? It's me, right? Isn't that me? I was going to say, it looks, looks a lot like, like you. A young Clint Eastwood right. there. He's a little taller than I am, maybe an inch or two. Oh, that's the only thing that's different. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> we're, we're exactly the same, really. Yeah. John Wayne, John Ford, Michael Landon, all kinds of great actors are all talked about. And of course, I write a column every month for this magazine. So Radio 360, what is the subject of the column this well, month? Well, thank you for asking, Lisa. I really appreciate well, that's that. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Well, I wrote about Fred Foy. He was the announcer on The Lone Ranger. And for years and years and years, he was the announcer on my radio show before Adam West Oh, wow. Became Did the you announcer. ever have a chance to meet him in person? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Many, many times. Fred Foy. And so a really great article about him. Just a wonderful guy. So check out Remind Magazine. It is the best magazine on the market. If you like nostalgia, which this magazine's all about nostalgia, you will love Remind Magazine. Check it out at RemindMagazine.com or pick up a copy at any Barnes & Noble or Walmart store. Well, let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Then it's part one of the Jack Benny program from 1951. Don't miss it. We'll see you next time here on Hollywood 360.